I just want to carry on from uh, kind of last time I spoke, where we talked about worship as lifestyle. Um, so in many ways, this would be very similar to that. Um, and yeah, first of all, just to be with you, as always, my friends. Um, my prayer this morning is that each of us would be able to receive, um, just receive what God has for us. Let's get into a, a posture that um, is concerned only with receiving our identity as children of God. We talked about this, um, well, there's just so many things that you know, in the worship that we just had. Um, but I'll read it now, so that God leads all these things together. Um, uh, so I just want to carry on, really, carry on in this receiving posture that we started in. And guys, so uh, beautifully led us into. So yeah, I just want to enjoy the, the privilege of being here and enjoying God's presence. Um, and I want us to be able to honour God by learning to be still and to receive His Spirit in us. You know, he's called the Prince of Peace and the Holy Spirit is called the Almighty Counselor. And that Holy Spirit can be in us and can reign in us. You know, that's the word we use, reign, because it, we, we give God the choice to be the one on top, you know, the, um, the priority over our other thoughts, our other own opinions of how things should go. I'm already way off topic from what I've written here. <laughs> um, yeah, so these are all just really fancy words that God just hang out and worship. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I want to talk about stillness, um, which is a terrible way to start because. Who's going to be like, yeah, let's, let's go for a hardcore hour of stillness and silence. Yeah, let's do it. That's a bad way to start talking. <laughs> no one's up for that, right? I mean, hopefully you are, but... Um, yeah, I know to be here too. It, it's not exactly appealing. Um, so let's start kind of somewhere else. I wanted to share a bit of a story about um, when I was young, I... It was about seven, seven or so, I used to have night terrors. Does anyone know what they are? Yeah, they can be pretty rough. You know, it's basically when you, um, you wake up, well, your body wakes up from a bad dream or a nightmare, but your mind doesn't wake up. So your, your body is reacting to all these, this imagination that you have with a bad dream. Uh, and then your mind gradually wakes up and brings you back into reality. And certainly what it meant for me is that as a young boy, my thoughts, um, that these bad dreams that I had became comparable to conscious experiences in terms of how I remembered them. They were really real because I could remember how my body was reacting. So there's this really blurred line between my imagination and what's actually real. Um, and so that meant that as a young boy, prayer became really important to me. I was terrified of bedtime, 
and just the idea of having to go to sleep because it was so outside my control. It was like I was jumping into this unknown world where my thoughts could go anywhere and I didn't know how to you know, get control of these terrible thoughts that could go anywhere. So prayer became really important to me and I started becoming quite disciplined about my thoughts. Um, and it was prayer that, that was the, the factor for me in, you know, from my experience that gave me started giving me some control over my thought patterns and, and I guess I, I realised that um, my mind could be a terrible place to be in it could be a scary place to be but it could also be a lovely place where I somehow felt God's peace and felt close to God um, and I also learned that it could be an absolute relief to have no thoughts at all <laughs> because if you felt these your mind is full of all these like spiraling uh, negative thoughts that are, I don't know, maybe they're judgmental or, you know, for a young boy I was just thinking about all sorts of monsters and I remember in fact just one dream I had, I have no idea why I found it so scary, but it was about Chewbacca. Chewbacca was trying to rip the heads off all my cuddly toys. Oh no! Um, for some reason that was terrifying, but you know, my mind was going to negative places and just have relief from those thoughts that were overwhelming was beautiful, it was a gift. Um, so I think sometimes you know, we've got these tapes going round and round in our heads and they could be, it could be just so overwhelming. Um, and our, our experience can be full of just constant anxiety, constant self-questioning and criticism. And when it's like that, um, we can we can look at passages like these, and and just think, how on earth do I do that? You know, so we've got be still, know that I'm God, um, and this one I love, but sometimes I think, well, will someone tell me how? <laughs> um, same for this. I, I love this. You know, Paul says. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think some of us probably read that and think, that sounds really sensible, I should do that, but just not really any idea of how. <laughs> how do I actually do that all the time? Um, and then uh, this is kind of one of Paul's answers, I think, in the New Testament. He says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And I think that's a, a brilliant answer, but not necessarily an explanation of how to do it. <laughs> um, so today I want to uh, introduce us to practical centering prayer. And it's just a form of prayer that um, can really help us to do this. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really good. So later on, I'm going to kind of walk us through a bit of a, a prayer, a bit of a meditation, and um, you can absolutely just check out if you're not interested. But I think for some of us, it could be a bit of a lifeline, you know, when our minds are just these scary places, we don't quite know how to deal with them. Um, you know, we look at some of this stuff, and sometimes we think, you know, it can seem impossible. Our minds are these amazing tools. Um, they're possibly the most complex thing in the entire universe, our minds. 
Um, so it's no wonder we have difficulty with them sometimes. Um, and we should be thankful for our minds, you know, the way they, they sort of protect us from, uh, from danger, you know, they're really good at doing that, and they protect us from social exclusion, you know, they find ways to go, oh, no, I'm not popular now, I need to be careful, otherwise I'll be on my own. Um, and we should be thankful for that. But there are times when um, our minds, you know, in terms of their sort of natural processes, they don't know when to stop, and we need to tell them when to stop. You know, we, we get to a point where we say, okay, you've taught me what I need to know, that um, something's not right here, but I've learned what I need to know, now I need to take you out of the driver's seat, this sort of form of thinking. Um, so last week, Tony mentioned about um, when we pray, it doesn't have to be full of long words for us to be heard. It's not about like, twisting God's arm. Um, and so, uh, I thought we'd get to look what Jesus says here. And Jesus says, when you pray, go into your inner room. So, shut your door and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not babble on like pagans, for they think that by their many words they will be heard. Um, and something I thought was really interesting here was um, uh, that I, I looked up, you know, when Jesus is talking, giving the, the Lord's Prayer to, so after that, sorry, he says, okay, this is how you should pray. He gives us the Lord's Prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer because it comes from the Lord. <laughs> um, uh, so in Luke 11, I looked it up, um, You've got Jesus, it says Jesus was praying at a certain place. And once he's done praying, one of the disciples approaches him and says, um, Jesus, will you teach us to um, will you teach us how to pray like John the Baptist's disciples? And I found this really interesting because Jesus has been with them a long time by this point. They've been followers for quite a long time. And there's this suggestion that he hasn't taught them any kind of verbal prayers. And yet, John the Baptist taught all his disciples certain prayers. So he says, okay, well, this is how you should pray. And he gives them the Lord's Prayer. Um, and, yeah, I think what we're touching on here is also something that Joy talked about last year, which was, you know, we have our daily, daily prayers where we're asking God for things, you know, to keep us safe or um, to sort out things in our life. And those are really, really good. But we also have... Um, I think what she called presence prayers, or just basically we need to have a time where we allow God to direct through sort of spirits to spirit, um, just listening. You know, he's given time, he's sitting, he's present. Um, so that's what this centering prayer is about, really. This uh, It's just a fancy word for sitting in God's presence. And it's a really, really old type of meditation that's been around. Um, since the really early days of Christianity, so it's nothing new or weird. Um, and it's just about being still and knowing that I'm God. Um, yeah, there's also really, really good scientific evidence for how when we focus our thoughts on loving God, it actually changes our brain 
this part of our brain which is associated with our identity or our sense of identity, uh, which is called the anterior cingulate cortex. Uh, all the people you've got to look after, you know, you're worrying about all your, oh, maybe you 
last week I put that thing in all that was thrown back. I said, what's everyone thinking of me? They're all probably hate me. I don't make sure they don't hate me so much. Or, I don't know, just your mind goes off and off. Um, and uh, one way I like to think of it is, uh, someone said to me, you have the, you have the monkey mind, um, but you need a key to unlock the monkey mind, because within the monkey mind is the monk's mind. That's <laughs> um, good. Uh, and so um, this key is kind of like uh, just a single, just choose a single godly thought. Uh, and so we've had loads already today, which you know, people through the worship, I imagine, something within you has been grabbing onto something and is being moved by it. So as we move into the time of prayer later, feel free to take those thoughts that God's been giving to you. Um, like for me, you know, this, uh, this, this thing about um, lighting, relighting the first, the candle of first love, something like that really stuck with me. So I might let it stick with me, if you see what I'm saying. I might really let God work it in me um, and not let any distractions come. So, um, let's see where we go. Yeah. yeah, so maybe you have feelings of uh, like you're always on and you know that you want to be off sometimes. You want to just calm down, but when you come to do it, uh, you're just not sure how, and you feel you have to numb yourself with entertainment, or certainly I've, I've done this myself, you know, I just think, I see distraction in these thoughts, I'll watch some TV, and then, you know, pretty much as soon as the distraction's over, these thoughts just pull up to the surface again, and you think, oh, I've just postponed it. <laughs> um, or maybe it takes the play in your head of, I'm just not shot self-criticism. And it's it's just spiraling. You feel it sort of spiraling downwards. You think, how do I get out of this spiral? Um, and so maybe it's just thoughts of, oh, I'll never get anything right. Or um, I always embarrass myself. Or um, if only I could be that person, then I would please everyone. You know, these sorts of thoughts, they just, they can be really, they can be really compelling, and you feel like you have to follow them wherever they go. Um, or maybe, maybe there's just this sense of a, a chronic self-disappointment. You're just never feeling um, like you've done enough. And I often wonder about um, whether, you know, as a parent, people are more susceptible to this this feeling of um, maybe maybe as a parent you might feel that it's really hard to take a break from expectations on you in case you, you think of yourself as needy or selfish or irresponsible in some way or just weak. You say to yourself, oh, I don't need, I don't need to relax or pray, I'll just get through it. That would be good parenting, I'll just power on through. Um, but things don't have to be like, like this, they really don't. Um, we're allowed to be gracious with ourselves. And we're allowed to be as gracious with ourselves as God is with us. 
we're, oh, thank God me, so that's why I'm not talking. Um, we, can, we can have our minds renewed, and we can have our minds um, full of God's grace. And that's a freeing place to be in. I've, I've been in that place before. And it's, um, it can be a permanent place where God is working in our minds. So, yeah, it's basically just a fancy way of saying, you know, we're going to be relaxing God's presence. Um, and it's where calming these feelings of overwhelming sort of thoughts. Um, and it gets us to a place where we can receive uh, our identity just as a child of God. No, there's no other sort of role that we're taking on in that moment. Um, yeah. So I want us to try this. Um, we're going to allow ourselves, as a, a privilege of being here, um, how we do the time. We're doing it here. Uh, so I'd like this to be quite an extended period of time. Um, I'm just going to put on some quiet music, hopefully. <laughs> um, and I'm going to invite you to focus on the love of using your breath. So, quite similar to the Yahweh prayer that I showed you last time. It's just something about focusing on the breath and using that as a reminder and a focus that of God's love. Um, and it's no different from the worship we've just been doing, where for many of you, you will naturally feel that you come into God's presence, you come into a sense of peace and calm. Um, it's no different from that, so uh, if you get to a place where you feel that way, you can just ignore all my talking and do your thing um, to be, be with God in your natural ways. Um, but today I want to really help people who don't experience this naturally and who don't have this uh, sort of familiarity with um, how to get rid of these uh, anxious thoughts or this roving, undisciplined, wild thoughts. <laughs> um, so first up, we're going to sit up straight. Um, just with your back rows and straight. I might get a seat about that too. So you want to be your feet flat on the floor. Um, and you want to be comfortable and undistracted. You get to the point where you're not worried about anyone else. You're just taking responsibility for yourself at this time. Um, it's it can be helpful if you have your back slightly away from the chair behind you, so that actually you're supporting your own weight, but uh, that's mainly just to keep you awake, <laughs> so that you're not sort of... Um, and you can have your hands just resting somewhere in front of you, on your legs, just anywhere where you can get around them. And I want to invite you to begin to close your eyes, 